0: Hey everyone, I'm Fredo And I'm Benji. And this is Apes on Tape podcast. Welcome. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode. Mm. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm very happy. Very happy, healthy and, you know, living my best life here in Morzine in the summertime and having lots of fun adventures. And yeah, how are you?
1: yeah i'm also quite glorious enjoying the enjoying the glory of portugal ridiculously sunny at the moment so so hot and i'm working in the sun and i'm pretty sure i lose about a liter of water every 10 minutes like my clothes are drenched there's literally like a tap of water running running off me but you know it's it's fun i'm having a good time
0: yeah, it's been go. very hot here as well, like very, very hot, but it's uh, yeah, almost too hot, to be honest. It was really funny because uh, the, there was a lot of, um, what would you call it, uh, rain and stuff the last month, and then everyone... <laughs> what,
1: is, what is that stuff that comes from the sky?
0: <laughs> the water that comes... Oh, yes, rain. Rain, <laughs> Fredo's
1: on top form tonight, guys. You're going to expect a tip-top eloquent podcast tonight. You can't remember what the word rain is.
0: Well, anyway, the rain last month, I remember thinking, oh, it's nice because it's cool, you know, like summer rain, like big thunderstorms, and everyone's like, oh, you Mm. know, summer's bloody gone, hasn't it? You know, that was a short summer. And I remember thinking, oh, when it comes back, because it will, um, everyone will complain about how hot it is, and on cue, everyone's like, oh, crikey, it's bloody hot, isn't it? God. And I'm like, yeah, it is, actually. Uh, Genuinely, I've like found myself being like, yeah, actually, I'm the one actually complaining it is very hot. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's it's all right if you're like in the lake or in the pool. But if you're just trying to do anything, you know, remotely, you know, I don't know, outside, it's uh it's uncomfortable, uncomfortably mm. hot.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So, with uh with the the infamous British weather, um, conversation out of the way, it's, funny enough, neither of us live in Britain, but um. Should we start with uh, what are you grateful for, good young man?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got loads to be grateful for at the moment. It's really hard to pick something. Oh, um... La dee da. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to pick something specific, but I think uh, I'll st- I'll start with my YouTube channel because I've been releasing some videos on my YouTube channel recently, and I after a bit of a hiatus, and they've been performing quite well, getting some engagement and lots of comments about you know, sort of thought-provoking comments and sort of discussion-provoking comments and also comments that have even provoked me to make another YouTube video tonight, actually, uh, which was about a... Someone asked in the comment section, what's the best pieces of advice you were given when you first got injured? And I thought, "Ah, oh, do you know what? If I could go back in time and give myself some advice, um, mm. what would it be? And, you know, spoiler alert, it was going to be... I would actually... Cause this... Co- coincidentally, this video popped up on Facebook as a Facebook memory of me walking in the parallel bars, and I remember mm. shortly after that I sunk into a bit of a deep dark depression, and I, you know, tried to take my own life, and thankfully, you know, that didn't, you know, I, I'm still here, and and I got through that, but didn't I pan out. thought that. Um, you know, if I I wasn't going to walk again, like, life wasn't worth living. There were many other things that sent me into a bit of a, a dark spiral. But if I could go back and give myself any advice, I'd be like, hey, man, listen, if you don't walk again, it's not your fault. Like, it's not that you didn't try hard enough. It's not that, you know, you can't live a happy life. It's just a fact of life that, you know, your spinal cord's a bit too damaged. There's no connection there. Don't feel too bad about it. And there is such a wonderful life ahead of you. Like... Just being content and being happy is totally, totally possible. And there are way more important things than just getting your walk back. Like when I lost Mm. my walk, I lost my old life. And I realized that, um, Mm. you know, while trying to get your old life back is important. And for anyone in that first stage of being injured, I would 100% recommend trying as hard as possible to get any sort of movement back that you can get. Um, because that's, you know, going to benefit you immensely moving forward. But I would say that it's not the end of the world if you don't. And just so many things about, you know, like life. Again, like getting your old life back is, is something, but like also reinventing yourself from the ground up is such a wonderful opportunity after a spinal cord injury. You're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, no one wants to give up that, you know, those beautiful hedonistic highs, you know, like, for example, you know, when I was... You know, snowboarding and mountain biking and partying. Like, you, no one's going to voluntarily just give that lifestyle up. You're not going to be like, oh, you know, cool, yeah. I'll just, I'll just go sit down for the rest of my life. That'll be, that'll be awesome. You know, it'll be lovely. You know, I'll, I'll learn some wonderful lessons. I'll be content with less. It'll be great. <laughs> you know, uh, ultimately, I'll, I'll just be a very happy chappy. But you can never see that coming. You can never guarantee that to happen. And I don't know. I think, sort of. Go, if I could go back in time and just say to myself, "Hey, listen, man, if you don't walk again, don't worry about it. It's all good. Like, there's a really cool life to be had in your wheelchair, and don't worry, you'll be you'll be happy." Do you think
1: that I, I I've actually got some some questions around uh, that particular event because it's it's kind of kind of loaded for you from a couple of angles as I remember, and I'm I'm pretty un, uh, interested to ask a couple of uh, searching. Dangerous, not dangerous. Just, just personal questions. If you're alright with them, um, did you feel like? Because I, I remember that video. I remember, you know, as your videos were coming out in real time just after the accident, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty tragic time for you. And we were actually talking. I mean, we weren't close friends at all then. We were acquaintances more than friends. Maybe, maybe just a bit friends. Um, but we were talking quite a lot then. Um, like we we're sending each other podcasts and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I wanted to ask you, when you felt like you were trying to to walk again, do you feel like you were doing it only for you? Or do you, do you feel like there was a lot of external pressure on you to learn to walk again? Do you feel like you felt a need to do it for other people? Like your, your parents, uh, for your, your girlfriend Lou at the time? What did it feel like?
0: That's actually a really, really good question because um that's actually again another thing I brought up in the video was the fact that um because it was it was it was on social media, all of a sudden I had this like a uh, group of cheerleaders that were like oh you know come on buddy you can do it again you can do it you can walk and then i felt like if i didn't walk again i was letting them down and they might thought they might mm. think that because i didn't walk again i didn't try hard enough and like oh you know oh he gave it his best shot you know and that is horrible that's actually a really horrible misconception of like people after spinal cord injury if they don't walk again it's definitely not because they didn't try hard enough and don't get me wrong people that do walk again they try really really hard and they're like you know i gave it my all and that is wonderful but it does give the slight impression that those that those who didn't that those who who weren't that lucky didn't try hard enough and that's not the case so it's actually really savage because when it became obvious that i wasn't going to walk again and it was basically just like a bit of a parlor trick that i was just manipulating my spasms to to walk mm. you know in inverted commas between the parallel bars when I'm basically keeping up all my weight on my arms and just like swinging one spazzy leg in front of the other, it kind Mm. of felt like, you know, I was going to let everyone down and I was like, oh God, I've let everyone down, you know, like, you know, you know, whereas, you know, a lot of people would have been more than happy for me to just explain it like I am now just saying, hey guys, I'm really sorry, you know, you know, Mm. not that. Not that anyone cares, they wouldn't have been like, oh, you know, you didn't want it bad enough, but it was just, you know, when you're in a negative headspace like that, it's very, very mm. hard to, to to talk common sense to, to someone who's so, so wildly emotional. You can't just like logic away that depression, you know, but um, I mean, I mm. guess I would try
1: there's um this is a, this is a trickier question so basically obviously we we as humans we always get attached to to identities to you know things that make us us like oh you know he's that, that's Benji he's you know silly and, and wacky and whatever and that's that becomes like a, a character trait that you need to uh, uphold and you adhere to it in some way and you you sort of attach it and like oh these are the things that that make me me um and and whether they're positive or negative, we often like you know cling to them quite quite tightly, and you know that's something that you kind of get to experience if you t- if you take like a, a large dose of of psychedelics, you often get an, an, an ego death or, or something something to that effect, and you kind of have to let go of your your identity, which is usually like or can certainly can be really quite a painful mm. experience. You're like oh shit none of that stuff is real that's not me I I, I don't need to be XYZ and obviously um, in an even a, in an even more painful event uh, you you lost vast quantities of of your identity, of your idea, of your ego. You're like, I'm Fredo. I'm the mm-hmm. guy that, you know, snowboards and mountain bikes and, you know, goes and parties and whatever. And then the universe is like, well, you know, life, whatever. is like, oh, sorry, mate, that, that gravy train's up. You're, you're going to have to identify as, as something else. And, you know, funny enough, you do now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder the what would be the pain, what would be the difficulty... What would be the death that you would have to go to if you had to give up your identity as the like the wheelchair guy? Like that's mm-hmm. just a it's almost another identity that you that you move from and to. And I'm I'm pretty sure that you would say, um, you know, subjectively for you, like you you prefer you prefer this identity now, and it's one you've you've really sunk into, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and and it's definitely you know. It gives it gives you a lot of uh, like purpose and and meaning, but I, I guess um, I guess my question my question with that is like you know do, do you think that on top of on top of the very painful um, loss of your ability to walk and and, and other like complications with the spinal injury, you've got to also deal with a, a serious um, like ego death mm. and identity death, and is that something you were aware that you were you were waving goodbye to, and and how do you deal with it? Well
0: That's a really good question, man. And I absolutely had to say goodbye to my old identity. Like I identified as a snowboarder and a mountain biker and a chef in a busy kitchen. You know, an able-bodied mm. person. I didn't. I didn't identify as a as a disabled person. You know, so yeah, I had to let go of those things and. Like I said in the in the latest video I recorded, um, I'll sort of paraphrase what I said. But basically, you get to be you get to join a club that you didn't want to be a part of. You're like, oh, now you're part of the disabled club with us disabled guys, you know? And you're like, well, fuck that! I don't want to be part of your crew. Sorry, no offense. Your but like, club sucks, man. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't ask to be part of this. Like, uh, like you know, it's all right. We're all friendly. Come on in. I'm like, no, fuck that! Like, I was part of the cool kids. Like, oh, am I not a cool kid anymore? And then. Eventually, you see. You get a pretty blue badge, though. <laughs> you see the facade and like, and how you know. I th- I think I'd much rather be part of this club now um, than like be a cool kid uh, a- again in well, in inverted commas because um, or maybe it's just sour grapes. You know, maybe it's just, oh, I don't want to be oh, fuck the- fuck those cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy in my wheelchair. <laughs> I don't know, but I just feel like um, I've grown so much and I've grown into my new identity. And of course, I didn't ask for it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It, 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 life gives you lemons, and and it's your job to make lemonade. But you didn't. Uh, you know, I don't want bloody lemonade, man. I, I like drinking beer and like you know going snowboarding. Like I don't want this arduous task of making lemonade. Like you know, like what? Mm. <laughs> um, it's a weird analogy. But like yeah, it's just um, yeah. So saying goodbye to that person that you were is really really hard. Uh, And that's one of the hardest things to do. And you can be the same. Like, I'm in many, many ways the same person. But I also feel like the Fred that existed before my accident, it feels like a completely different existence, like a different lifestyle, different... It feels like a lifetime ago, Mm -hmm. literally a lifetime ago. And I... Uh, I wouldn't change it for the world, man. Um, Don't get me wrong. If someone was like, oh, you know, I can heal your spinal cord. uh, I'd be like, yes, please. That would be great. You know, I would. uh, Yeah, it's not like Mm. I I, I, I will
1: have my cake and eat it, please.
0: Yeah, it's not like I absolutely love, you know, um, you know, horrible spasms, discomfort, you know, bowel and bladder issues. I would take some healing, but um, I wouldn't not not at the expense of my personal growth.
1: No, 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 no. You wouldn't go back in time, but, you know, you would... I'll take the spiritual growth and, and get the legs back. Sounds <laughs> Sounds great. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and last last question. So uh, I remember you speaking about uh, that video in particular, the the one um, where you were sort of, you know, spazzy hobbling between the parallel bars. Uh, we, we've spoken about it before, probably on the podcast, but certainly just as friends. And... Um, one of the things that we also talk about is is like uh instagram highlight reel and like Mm. the 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 damaging effect and you know the, the horrible disparity that you know everyone has to everyone has to absorb on social media by seeing everyone else's highlight reel and seeing you know oh my god look at that beautiful waterfall and look at that lovely holiday and look at them having fun and whatever and you know in reality life is actually like you know spattered with Um, good moments and and bad moments and seeing the seeing the very best on Instagram you know it's it's pretty hard to to avoid comparison in in that instance but in like a a far in like in in a reversed instance in your um, in your Instagram highlight reel uh, do you think that you you know Tripped yourself up, or like sent yourself down uh, uh, a path of of you know difficult mental health of of depression possibly because you sort of advertise this highlight reel like basically you're sort of saying to the world like hey look guys don't worry I'm I'm gonna learn to walk again I'm like you you put that Mm. you put that pressure on yourself by being like hey look everyone wants you like no one as much as you don't want to change or or let your identity go everyone else doesn't want to let that happen either they're like no i want the fred i love i want the you know i want fred to still go snowboarding with me i want this version of fred i'm not ready for that change either so they're like yeah fred's gonna um yeah, walk again and, and there's, again as i as i always do quote louis ck he's just like he's talking about you know what we want from something like that from a situation like that, is like oh my god did you hear about that guy he lost his legs and then he won the leg having contest (laughs) like that's the that's the the moral you know that's the story that we want to hear that the underdog the ultimate underdog of like oh it was so awful but he overcame everything and now look at him and you know that's the sort of that's the highlight that's the Olympian winner gold medal story that we're all desiring that's going to happen to you know uh, to whoever it happens to next door and when you put that pressure on yourself by putting that video out there, I'm like, hey guys look, he's, he's walking, oh yeah, he'll be up and running in no no time at all, mm. do you think that like having that pressure just releasing that little video puts this in- insane inertia on you to need to get there and then not long after that you know, having the realisation that like oh, sorry mate, that's actually not going to happen like, you know, you'd you, it's your know, your spinal cord is too damaged, and then you've got this insane you know pressure saying, oh yeah. well, you've you've just told everyone that you're gonna you're gonna overcome it in a sense, like but you're not.
0: Well, there's a few things I want to say there. Number one is like I really really wanted to walk again, so it's like giving up smoking. If you really want to give up smoking, you'll tell everyone on social media that you're going to give up smoking, you know, and then you'll be like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. I I want to be held accountable because I want to walk again. You know, like I was fully, fully giving it everything. you know, that was so, so important to me, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And also, uh, and the other thing I wanted to add was the Instagram versus reality. I remember thinking, this is a very dark thing going to come out my mouth now, but I remember thinking when they find my dead body, everyone's going to be like, But we thought he was so happy, you know, his Instagram Uh. reel, you know, we thought he was going to walk again. What Mm. happened? You know, like there were videos on Instagram. He he looked so happy. But instead, I was suffering Mm. so badly behind the scenes and um, Mm. and aptly, actually, I just want to I just want to mention this because you can see me on the screen, but our audio listeners won't get this. But um. You can hear me talking quite jovially now on a podcast, but Benji can see me struggling quite a lot with my spasms um, as we're talking. My spasms were kicking off quite a lot, and uh, I've been sort of wrestling with my legs while I'm, while I'm talking. So yeah, um, you know, even podcast versus reality. I, you know, I'm sat here rather uncomfortably, you know, dealing with uh, with involuntary movements in my legs. Um, but you know, it's not like I'm wildly depressed. It's just you don't know that that's happening unless I say that, and. Um, so i just thought i'd let everyone know that yeah it's 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 hard <laughs> but um yeah uh, i think all of those points that i just made yeah like so yes it was definitely harder putting that pressure on myself but i think i wanted it um mm. and yeah the very dark yeah like what will they think you know like you know everyone thinks i'm really happy mm. but n- then they'll really know how bloody sad i am mm. and i'll show them i'll show them yeah and there was that horrible <laughs> catalyst i don't think i've actually spoken about this um on the podcast, but maybe I will, maybe I'll share it actually, but there was a horrendous catalyst where there was a lady that lived like next door and she had parked, so her husband, they lived there and they were unhappy that I'd built a ramp uh, up to my front door because a little bit, like about a third of the ramp was on their land and they were like, you know, we want this ramp removed and I was like, that's my only access to my flat, like I'm in a wheelchair and... Um, yeah, I'm also struggling immensely with my mental health, and surely you can just be decent human beings and just allow me to access my house? Like, I'm sorry I didn't ask permission. I didn't know it was your land. I was going through a lot at the time. My friends just, you know, built it for me. Um, we thought that was a bit more important than, you know. Uh, anyway, so there was this one time where this lady had parked um, basically in the way, so I couldn't get to my ramp, and, um, and then I the taxi had dropped me off from rehab and it was raining. And I, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, can you can you move your car, please? Because I, I, I need to get to my ramp. And she said, no, <laughs> go around. And no. going around meant like going down a very, very steep hill in the rain, going round the pub, then going up an equally steep hill in the rain, across a gravel par- par- car park, across a field, down a step. And then just to basically get like literally like a few meters from from her and she didn't move her car and in the, in the end I was like please like please please move your car I can't go around like I, I'm I'm like, why are you being so mean to me like I I have no idea why you're being so mean to me right now and then she said you know fuck off and I was like I was just so distraught anyway she finally did move her car she moved it and I went past and then just to like twist the knife she moved her car back so now I'm stuck indoors, if I want to go back out I can't, mm. and I'm like, oh okay that's so spiteful, like literally it's not like, she would only have to l- l- move, like, imagine how little you'd have to move your car to allow a wheelchair to pass, you know and it was mm. very very spiteful the fact that she was so mean and she reversed her car back and and that was like a very cat. Like, I would, my mental health was extremely low at that point, I'd written mm. suicide notes, I had um you know, I'd been to the, to the, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, rock bottom, baby. I was rock bottom, and then someone just kicked me in the dick, and I was like, that's when I was like, I'll show you, I'll show you, lady. You know, when they, you know, find my body, mm. you'll be like, you will live with that till the day you die that you drove mm. me to do this. Um, <laughs> luckily, I didn't. Luckily, I didn't do that. But like. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 that weird sort of like I'm gonna kill myself just to spite you, you know. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, oh, it was just it makes me feel a bit awful, like even thinking about it because I remember how utterly distraught and upset I was for no reason. It was just a yeah. horrible.
1: Well, and actually, it's definitely not no reason, man. Yeah, it's not no reason at all. That's that's ridiculous. But it, it, I can see that you, you definitely look like it's it's bringing it back to 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 describe it again in so much detail.
0: I want to actually continue this real quick because there was a beautiful thing because I remember speaking to Jerv about this recently he uh, he took me out for dinner it was very nice and um I was he was saying oh i remember that man yeah i remember that like, like cuz the lads came I remember saying oh cancel poker guys cuz you know i'm i'm a bit too upset i don't want to have people over and then i remember thinking if they don't come over i'll probably kill myself so i remember just saying actually come over i'm actually getting a bit emotional talking about this now but i was like yeah come over because um i think it'll be fine like it, it, like it, like you know if you, like basically i didn't really say that but i was like come over because if i'm here alone with like the tools to do it uh, and my horrible thoughts mm. you know you know but so basically them coming over to play poker that night i think saved me as well and and they come over, and, and they when they heard, they were like, "Oh my God, we're, we're going to smash the, we'll smash the windows of that car, we'll, we'll burn it to the ground." And I was like, "No, no, no, whatever you do, don't do that. I don't, want it, I don't want you to make it worse." And I, but I, at the same time, mm, yeah. I didn't actually know what I was going to do um, about the situation. And then fast forward a little while, um, and I took, uh, I had a, a little psychedelic ceremony, and I thought the most powerful thing I can do in this situation is forgive her because mm. the hate that I was holding on in my heart was consuming me. And I remember mm. like this beautiful moment of just like, hey, man, if you forgive her, then you don't have to tell her. You don't have to bloody go around and be like, oh, by the way, I forgive you. Even though you're probably the most horrible person I've ever met in my life. You just have to forgive <laughs> her. You don't have to tell her. You just have to forgive her. And then when you let that go, mm. it just felt so good. I was just like, oh, OK, cool. Like, you know, she was having a bad day. She did not know. She didn't know that I was going through a yeah. terrible time. She didn't know that she drove me to almost to, you know, take my own life. She was just being a dick and everyone can be a dick, you know, on a long enough timeline, everyone is a dick. Mm. I've been a dick, you know, and so, yeah, you know, I just gave her the benefit of the doubt and just was like, you know what? Mm. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, definitely wasn't planning on talking about that. Whew, that got a bit heavy.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I was just, uh, it was... Uh it's it's not something that's been on my mind, but then like you know I'm I'm always interested to um, to delve into your brain about that that sort of stuff. I mean, actually, I, I used you. I remember um, when we started talking just after the accident because I was I was genuinely quite intrigued to 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 talk to you about that sort of stuff and you know how how it felt to be looked at differently and you know you know sort of um, grab the ball by the horns is the wrong phrase, but sort of you know look it in the eye and I've said on a number of occasions like it's nice when when things of of various different uh, levels of experience happen to people that are close to you you can sort of you can ask directly like you know when, when you've got a friend that's close enough who's pregnant and you can be like oh my god actually what's it like giving mm. birth like cut 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 the shit like tell me like what what is it what does it look like down there now mm. like uh, you know how painful <laughs> really was it not that it's something I'm going to experience but you know when when someone is close to you and you, you know they go through something that's sort of remarkable in one way or another it's sort of a gift to be able to be like oh my god tell me tell me your experience I'm genuinely fascinated by like you know how it's how it's unfolding for you
0: Interestingly enough, I do remember when you said, like, what's it like, you know, being looked at differently. I remember, oh, I was actually really, again, digging up some memories here, but uh, let's go for it. Uh, I remember I came home the very first time I came home. I wheeled my wheelchair through some dog poo and I was like, oh, for God's (laughs) sake. I was like, I was really, really upset. I, I started crying immediately because I was just like, oh, I don't. I didn't ask for this shit, you know, like, and I was like, um, and then I remember my my neighbour was having a smoke outside, and I remember the way she looked at me, and I remember thinking, oh my god, like, she just looked at me, like, she never used to look at me like the way she just looked at me, she's looked at me with pity, like, this horrible sense of, like, Mm. I was like, hey, don't look at me like that, man, don't fucking look at me like that, like, <laughs> I'm getting wowzers this poddy's making me a little bit emotional but I was like yeah don't look at me like that I'm you know look down at me like, and I remember thinking is this the way people are going to look at me now The people look at me yeah. with pity like don't no. oh yeah it was actually really savage but um again but that was that was fine that was like a thing that I had to go through a thing that I had to go through and I came out the other side and um yeah, it was, you know, it's made me who I am today and now I'm it's it's bizarre how little I think about people like looking at me in the wheelchair and in fact Chris said the other day because mm. we went to the lake and we had a lovely time at the lake and uh, I said you do realize if we get in the lake down at the beach area where there's loads of people there's going to be loads of people looking at me and she was like yeah but you know it's just like being a celebrity and I was like uh yeah <laughs> I guess that's a really nice way to put it I guess if you just reframe it slightly and you're like yeah I guess if I was on TV, people would look at me as well. Um, mm. Yeah. So, anyway.
1: Mm. Nice, nice. Well, going back to the um, to the woman who wouldn't move her car, I assume that woman is also the woman whose land it was that you had built the ramp on.
0: Well, yeah. That to be clear, um, that, like it was there oh, was. We a,
1: don't need to name this woman, but there
0: was about a third of her land. That like the right, ra- yeah. so like two thirds of the ramp was on the landlady's land. Uh, I I yeah. didn't ask anyone's permission to build the ramp. It was just a thing that like yeah. um, my friends had knocked up mm. for me because they were like, oh well, Fred needs to get in his house, you know. And I think that was the you know, and I I didn't realise that I'd rubbed my neighbours the wrong way, you know. Um, mm. And you would think <laughs> I t- I honestly can't think of anyone who'd be like who would just like what's the word like internalise that and take it like like take it so personally like i can't believe they've built a little bit of that ramp on my property like who does he think he is like i'm i, I didn't i don't know like i just i just mm. it does baffle me that um someone would be so petty but um mm. yeah some people yeah. are it is you know it is what it is um
1: yeah, yeah it's interesting yeah i mean i, I actually i'm i'm not going to divulge any of the any of the uh, details of this story, but I, I'm I'm uh, currently aware of some friends who are on on two sides of a of an argument, and I only know. The, the side of the friends that I'm friends with, mm. and I really, really, really cannot imagine where the other person is coming from. I'm like, there's there's no way this can unfold. But I've heard nothing. I've never even met them. I don't know the other side of the story, <laughs> and you know, and it does, and it does obviously does exist, and they're and they're not. Sitting at home going, I'm such a dick. I love being such a dick. (laughs) I am so good at being a dick. They are obviously going, I can't believe so and so is such a dick. Yeah. Uh, And it's just sometimes you really can't, it's very, very difficult to get into the other person's shoes uh, or wheels, whatever it might be. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's a good, uh, it's definitely a good lesson to be like, you should definitely. Definitely be kind wherever you go because you just do not know what someone is going through. And I, you know, I doubt that woman would have taken it upon herself if if you had decided or gone through with the plan of taking your own life. She, um, I doubt she would have been like, oh, I bet that was because of me because of moving her car. She would have been like, oh, you know, oh, God, land grabbing disabled (laughs) bastard. (laughs) Thank God he's gone. or whatever like some some other story that we're unaware of but yeah it's just definitely a great great reminder you just never know what someone else is going through and it's just a real real good real good reminder to just be be as bloody lovely as you can exactly man
0: could be could be about to go seriously west for that person Treat people with kindness. Now, um, I think it's about time that we segued away from uh, this—the uh, this, heavy, the heavier stuff—and uh, it's about time I asked you what you were grateful for. Um.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've just had a really, really lovely, uh, a lovely few days back in uh, back in the UK. Um, it was really, really, really sweet. Uh, I'm currently really enjoying um, uh, adult relationships Um, obviously I know I'm an adult and have been for some years now but uh, there's been a number of instances in in the past uh, several months um, that I've really uh, been given the example of like oh I'm 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 an adult I identify as one of you now I've basically met a couple of um, parents of old friends uh, but I'm I'm wearing different clothes, so to speak, now, and I'm like, oh, I get it, whereas these people used to be like, oh, hello, yeah, uh, is Jack in? Yes, can Jack come and play? <coughs> uh, and, you know, that's as far as the interaction goes, and they're just like, you know, just so-and-so who you know, I don't really understand, and is a bit stuffy, and you know, always wears a jacket and carries a briefcase, <laughs> etc. Uh, and and now, like, I have a conversation with them, and I'm like, oh, well, I can talk to you, and like, there's this sort of, you know, genuine inquisition and just a level playing field, and it's just really, like, it's really nice. Like, there's I've got many um, older older friends because uh, my mum is such a. Uh, a sociable woman she's got friends coming out of her well she's got lots and um and they're they're all really like special wonderful friends and a number of them have have done a great deal towards um helping me become the person i am like a lot of a lot of them stepped in to uh, to help mum when when my dad died when I was very young and they've been you know important and meaningful role models and you know very present. But it's it's slightly unusual to have quite so many um, people that I would certainly call friends that are you know certainly over seventy and and more. But um, but I get to spend you know a reasonable amount of time with them. Like I try and try and see them when I can. When i go back to the uk and it's just really nice to share share time with them and have genuine interest in their in their life because it's quite different when you get older things things change and your you know your reality is different and the things that happen to you are, are different to to the sort of anecdotes that we would tell one another mm. and um yeah i've just really been enjoying it recently um my mum um very very sweetly uh said that she would she would throw a party uh every year for barbara's birthday um while she's while she's still alive uh which hopefully hopefully will be a while and um in fact it's it, you know she's doing a bloody good job bless her like i've said before she's doing it remarkably gracefully and i, I will certainly um I will certainly keep it in my head for the for the rest of my life that oh, I hope I can behave as gracefully as that if if anything like that befalls me. Um, and Mum actually said uh, jokingly, "If if Barbara carries on doing as well as she is, you know, maybe maybe I'll have to do a party every other year because it's quite a lot of work." But we had uh, we had one uh, last week and it was just so sweet. You know, Mum did all the food and, uh, and me and Roz helped her with it and. And it was just a really lovely event and loads of people turned up. It was like 30 people. The sun was shining and just did the rounds and chat to these lovely people who've, who've just got, you know, they've been around for so long. They've got so much mm. going on. They might not, you know, have have something terribly riveting to tell you that happened yesterday. Mm. But, you know, they they also do have stuff that they can tell you about that happened you know, in the '60s or the '50s, and you're like, oh God, what? What was that like? Like carry carry mm. on talking, and it's just uh, I'm just finding it really, really genuinely fascinating, and I and that was just a really nice example of, of a, of just like wholesome friendships with with older people who are just they're just so important and special to me, and it was just a really, it was a real it was a real shiner of a day. Absolutely loved it, and I'll, I'll I'll hold it, I'll hold it dear. Oh, That's sounds so before. lovely, man! A
0: party. I had a lovely party. Like, mm. like, like, a, like a, an, old, an old person party.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've um, so, you know I've affectionately um, referred to them as the oldies for some time now, and you know, mm. when I was younger, I was just the, the little little Benjamin who would uh, stand there in a waistcoat and take their coats and you know whatever. And now, now I'm just you know. <laughs>
0: what were you doing um, in a waistcoat like, taking their coats? Oh, looking like an absolute legend of a butler. Oh, okay, you, uh, that sounds weird. You were just like forced labour, like a little butler,
1: like a little butler boy. Wow. Well, no, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. If you want to frame it like that, but I, I don't think forced labour is what it was. I think I, I think I was happy to take their coats. Also, can I just ask a quick question? Where's your microphone? It's equidistance from you oh. and uh, you and my mic.
0: Your microphone's there. Yeah, and what? And what? And what direction are you talking? Oh, alright. Exactly. That's why I was talking about the microphone. You're like swanning off talking in this direction when your microphone's behind you. I can't wait to edit this together, idiot. Oh,
1: for God's sake, <laughs> just use your precious AI to sort out the audio. <laughs> sure, I'll be fine.
0: Well, I'll have to, won't I? I was thinking that. I was like, I don't want to interrupt him, but like, he's uh, definitely not talking in the you
1: mic. Loser. You loser.
0: You're supposed to talk into yeah, the okay. microphone. I'll, That's what I'm.
1: I'm. I'm t- all right. Okay. I'm talking into the microphone. Speak into the microphone.
0: I'm talking into the microphone now. Worm. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway. So that sounded lovely, though. Um,. Uh, oh, my audio looks
1: as if it's just silent for about half an hour. Strange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. Anyway, um tell me about your tell me about your work at the moment because it sounds really awesome. You said that you were working with some guy uh, on the phone you said you'd tell me more about it on the poddy, so I'd really love to hear about that. Oh, yeah, it's uh,
1: it's, it's great actually. I'm absolutely loving it. I really love my job. I got I have a great job. Uh, I guess it's I guess it's what uh by 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 many standards would be sort of deemed as uh, as unstable, but uh, comparatively for me it feels pretty stable. But um, you know I don't have any I, I, like I'm not no one's my boss. I've got no one um, giving me work. I just sort of hope someone calls. You know after one job finishes and uh, and and they tend to. I, I, I seem to be quite lucky and just uh, yeah just just get work coming in and. Um, I just really love how diverse it is. I just do do so many different stuff and meet so many different people. And I was working recently with a lovely lady who's really, like, soft and spiritual. And she was, you know, she went to boom and she likes ecstatic dancing. Mm. And she was, you know, into Ayurveda. She was just lovely. And I was doing some stuff for her. I was doing some shelves some wardrobes, um, a cupboard. And she's a marine biologist as well. Oh, very um, cool. So she's just fascinating lady who I just found you know so interesting I was so happy to you know ask her questions and find out about her life and just lovely to be around her really it was just it was just great and now I'm I'm working for someone else and it's completely different and I'm just mm. love that I get to I get to earn and learn and 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 meet all these people that I find I just find people really 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 fascinating and this this guy is fantastic he's awesome um, it's uh he's so, so more qualified than I am and experienced than I am to do the job that he's paying me to do. So it's quite a strange instance because I'm, you know, it's like sort of... Going marching into Heston Blumenthal's restaurant and be like, sit down, Heston. I'm gonna make some breakfast, and he's like, really? How are you gonna boil that egg then? Is it gonna be 63 degrees in a bathtub for six hours? <laughs> like, well, let's just stand back, don't don't worry. I I know what I'm doing. You know, I've got a tin of Heinz here. I I promise you, everyone loves my beans on toast. Amazing. So um, it it's quite pressure, but he it, yeah, he's this guy. He's um, a carpenter turned... Site manager turned project manager turned snag manager, which is a word I only found out recently. And apparently a sna- someone who goes, or well, snag managing, something to do with snags anyway, is, like is, a, is a, a person co-
0: that gets... A sausage manager. He like, right. goes around to barbecues right. and like, you got any snags on the barbecues. <laughs> like, oh, these sausages it's are like cooked. A... These sausages cooked. We're like, you know, <laughs> watch out. That one's pink nice. in the middle.
1: <sighs> no, it's got nothing to do with sausages, you idiot. Um, yeah, he's someone for a job uh, who, for his job, goes around spotting other people's mistakes and, you know, basically nitpicking uh, on, you know, commercial projects and renovations. And being like, oh, you missed a bit there. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a so great. Could... Oh, what
0: if... a. <laughs> he sounds like a fucking great guy. Like, well, he, he must be fun at parties. <laughs>
1: He's actually such a laugh. He's so great. He's so lovely. He's so welcoming. He's so kind. Like, you know, he's pretty quick to stop for lunch and he's pretty quick to offer me a beer and, you know, we get in the pool and have a chat. And he's just great. He's he's actually already offered me more work, which is fantastic. And, you know, what better person to work for than someone who is that attentive Mm. to detail? Like, if he's like, yeah, good job, I'm like, wow, he definitely... He definitely means good job then because you know he spends his life going that's not a good enough job. So um Oh, I see what you mean, I've, yeah. Working I've, for that guy I've, must I've,
0: level your skills up like
1: quite a lot. Well, I I'm I'm hoping so. Like I haven't been, you know, I, I mean, I've, I haven't been thrown off site yet. So um so it's looking good. But yeah, it's uh, it's just great fun. I'm super grateful for work at the moment. I'm so lucky to just have like a really diverse job. I love making stuff all the time and and I, yeah, I just get to Get to learn stuff. I did stay on day one. He was like, oh, he was he was so hungover on day one. So I basically just got to like come in and be a hero. He's like, oh, bro, I'm I'm dead, man. I can't do anything. I, I I'm just going to be laying by the pool all day. You're going to have to do it all today. All right, the doors. Just I'm just going to leave you to it. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but so I just cracked on and, and it was fine. And he was just like, oh, thank God you're here, bro. I, nothing would have got done if you weren't yeah. here. So I, I got to just take that role nice and easily. Um, but yeah, uh, and he was like, "You want a beer, bro?" I'm definitely having a beer right away. I was like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. I, I actually, I'm, am a bit of a lightweight, and, uh, and if I have a beer, I just won't do any work." He's like, "No, you'll be all right with one, no?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Prom- I promise you, if I have a beer, you will get Benji at forty percent at best." Um, uh. he's like, oh, I don't, don't, I don't, don't, I, don't, I don't get it, no worries Um, and then um, it's absolutely. Baking with heat. I'm wearing in my dungarees. Why? Why am I wearing dungarees? <laughs> so I can hold my pencil in my pocket like a bozo. <laughs> and I'm just a- absolutely drenched. Like water is water is dripping on the saw as as I'm using it. And he's like, bro, why are you wearing all those clothes? It's Portugal. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, yeah, don't know if you know, but I'm a carpenter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, take the jacket off, mate. It's 40 degrees. Um,
0: Oh, that's so so funny. it's uh, it,
1: it's day it's day three and I've been working pretty hard and he's like bro you want a beer today I'm like yeah no I do want a beer today <laughs> so he gave me a beer at lunch and then no sooner after I go back after lunch I um I basically am building building door frames um and you, you really can't mess up the door frames because you know they they got to fit doors in them yeah so they really can't be a millimeter off and and yeah it, it, it's I mean it's, it's you know, it is what it is, and um, yeah, I was doing a good job. Did a good job with the first few, and then, you know they're all right, and and then I just start putting the architraves on. The architrave is like a little detail that goes over the door frame, so it covers the door frame and the wall because that join is is not pretty. And Great, I just yeah. I just glued it on, um, over over the join. And there's a little there's a little line that's taken out all around it just for you to slot it in nicely like a little puzzle if you will it's nice. it's, it's obviously the hole is obviously for that and i just glued it over it and, and then just carried on went about my day and then later he comes up to me and I'm like bro what's uh what's going on here with the door and i'm like <laughs> what he's like what what have you done i'm like oh oh my god and suddenly like realized my mistake and I'm like oh my god like I'm like hot soapy water like <laughs> trying to get it off trying to pull off the glue making an absolute mess of me and he, he's like it's fine it's fine I'm like I'm so sorry and he only had a finite amount of these and I've obviously just ruined them and I was like I, t- I told you I told you I can't I can't have beer
0: I can't <laughs> so, have
1: beer so sorry just, just to immediately be, deemed useless just to be clear what did you glue the door shut no, not the door shut. Just I, I, I glued like a, a wooden detail just in the wrong place, and then oh. had to, had to rip it off. So I I spent, I spent a good hour correcting my, correcting my. Well, response. it's
0: his own fault for giving you a beer. You did say.
1: Oh, uh, well, I think, I uh, again, he was very kind. He was like, oh, they shouldn't make them like that. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I think I deserve some responsibility for this mistake. It's like, ah, oh, terrible product. And I'm like, really? Really? It's not, it's not me having a beer and gluing it in the wrong place? But, you know, uh, th- thanks, thanks for your kindness. But really, I do have to take some resp- responsibility for my own idiocy.
0: Oh, he, he sounds like a right giggle. He's- he
1: is a, gr- a great giggle man he's cool he's he's obviously a, a, a big deal like he, he's just finished uh, a, a, re- a refurbishment of um, Wembley Stadium so that's the sort of level of work that he deals with back in the UK oh, so,
0: oh very nice small fry. oh mate he mm. sounds like a right laugh what's his name Eugene <laughs> Eugene that's such a cool name
1: yeah, he he is cool. He's great. Yeah, I, I actually I actually hopefully going for a surf tomorrow morning, which is nice. Nice. And, um, yeah, yeah. I
0: love your I love your accent. It's uh, it's it really it really made the story so much uh, so much more vibrant.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know me. I love any excuse to get get my accent on, huh? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Especially a South African one. I love a South African accent. It's so good. <laughs> They're so like. Gone ho. I've had plenty of uh, South African friends and people throughout my life, and I just you, you gotta gotta love that accent. Haven't you? It's
0: uh, it's I can do it. Really few... get a roll on it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I can do a few accents. South African is a challenge. I'm not going to try and do it. I'll embarrass myself. But uh, yeah, you uh-huh. you you nail it though. You you nail it. It's great. No, oh, thanks very much. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about before I get into my closing joke, but um. <laughs> How long is the closing joke going to take? It sounds like you're. going to... Uh, no, it was just. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's getting
1: late. I haven't. Uh...
0: It's just when you said about the about the puzzle, I um I wanted to add something else uh, because because I, I, I wanted to address something um, just the fact that I'm I guess I'm a flawed human being and like last week on the podcast I said. Um, when I was going to go to the changing rooms, like when, when next time I see someone in the disabled changing rooms, I was going to not get annoyed because it always annoyed me. And when I was in the swimming pool, I noticed that I was always annoyed and I've got the power of using like stoicism and like foresight to be like, you know, I'm not going to let that annoy me. And it's wonderful to be like, oh, there's a person in the disabled changing rooms. Have a lovely day, sir. You know? Good on you. Doesn't worry. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to be this scowly, angry-faced wheelchair guy like facing you as as you come out of the the change rooms, and that's really nice. Um, however, sometimes it's harder to re- remain present and mindful even when you're doing something that's like pleasurable and something you've been looking forward to. For example, um, we had this puzzle game recently that I was really looking forward to playing. It was called the blunder. And it was basically this guy had, uh, you know, the, the, the premise was this guy had like accidentally sent some photos, uh, to the wrong email address. And you've got to crack these codes and solve these puzzles and then go online to, uh, to solve the puzzle. And, um, and I, I, did, I did one over Christmas time, and it was absolutely amazing. I, I ordered this other one, and it was, it, I was, like, really thrilled to play it. And I was really looking forward to playing it, too. And I was playing it with Marianne and Chris. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we had to eat. And I was like, oh, okay, well, bloody hell, let's have something to eat then. And I was like... And also, do you remember, I don't think I, think I might have mentioned... <laughs> yuck. <laughs> I, I, m- I might have mentioned on the podcast last week about how... Um, I was, or maybe maybe I didn't, but I'll, I'll just say that uh, I've been trying to do mindful eating recently. So, like, eating slower, trying to, like, not be the first one to finish. And also cooking mindfully. Like, I've noticed that I've been cooking recently, like like, I was cooking in a commercial kitchen. Like, go, go, go. Like, get the food out. Hot. Go, go. And, like, it's been, like, a rush. And, like, Chris doesn't cook like that. She's just like, hey, man, like, it's all about the process. Like, let's just cook together. And there's no, you know, the end goal isn't to have the food ready. It's just the process, and I'm like, I mean, oh, okay, lovely. It definitely is. No, I mean, yeah, but obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, um, don't neglect. Nah, man, we're not going to eat it. Just, just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, but. What? <laughs> but you know, don't ne- don't neglect the process and the the no, mindful no, no, no. the mindful eating is like don't wolf it down. Like, taste it, man, taste it, and also don't be the first one to finish because I'm al- al- usually the first one to finish my plate of food. So anyway, um, of course I. Was looking forward to this game. I'd actually been down the lake. I'd had a swim. I'd had a bike ride around the lake. I'd met a lovely guy called Gav down the lake. He was actually... Actually, really... I'm going to tangentially go off and um, tell this small anecdote because it's quite funny. But I was down the lake and I was looking for this guy to, like, piggyback me in. And uh, and I was just like, oh, man, I can't What's find... A- what, well, any guy? Any guy, yeah. I was just like, need to find a guy to piggyback me in the lake because I-, I can't get in the lake. <laughs> um, and I really want to go for a swim. And I... Chris said, well, what about that guy with the paddleboard? And I looked over my shoulder, I was like, oh, I don't know, man, he's he's pretty old. And she was like, no, the other guy. And I looked over, and there was this massive, he was stacked. Um, and it, like, and I was like, yes, that is the guy. He's got tattoos, he's like built like a brick shit house. And I was like, yes, that's definitely the guy. So I said, uh, oh, hey, mate. Um, no, I, first of all, I said, uh, <laughs> excuse moi tu parles anglais? <laughs> and he was like, sorry, mate, I'm English. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I said, uh, I can't help noticing, but you look really strong. And he said, he like looked at me like a bit weird, and he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I am, yeah. And I was like, would you mind helping me get in? The- <laughs> <laughs> would you mind helping me get in the lake? You're not wrong, mate. These babies didn't come for free. We <laughs> really? and um, checking out the guns. So uh, I said, would you mind helping me get in the lake? And he said, yeah, no worries, like, absolutely absolutely. Um, how do you want that to happen? <laughs> and I said... <laughs> Sorry, I just made myself laugh with a,
1: with a ridiculous fantasy of like, oh, do you mind helping me get in the lake? Like, yeah, how do you make that happen? Well, first of all, you've got to take my trousers, down. Okay? <laughs> take my penis, pop it in your hand.
0: Jesus, that sounds like the beginning of a weird porno. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I said, well, basically, just just piggyback me in the lake. You know, you gotta you gotta look out. My, my legs are a bit spazzy, but um, yeah, just sort of like you know, get in between my legs, really, and um, and I'll you know, and I'll just sort of like <laughs> I'll just sort of bear hug you from behind. <laughs> it's turning. It's What's turning. That? Nothing, mate. That's just my that's my flashlight. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he, anyway, he um, he said. The funniest thing, he was like, excuse my naivety, naivety mate, but, like, uh, what's going to happen when you get in the lake? And I was like, I'm going to swim off. He was like, you can swim. I was like, yeah, of course, that's why when you get in the lake. He's like, that's amazing. Anyway, we get in the lake. This so, is so
1: an assisted suicide, sir. Thank you. I've been planning this for weeks, been waiting for someone your size to get me in the bloody thing. This is a suicide note. If you could hand this to my mother.
0: Oh, so, um... Ta-ra! So- so anyway, like I'm like I am on this guy's back and he's like he's lifting me in the lake and he's a he's a great guy. Get in the lake and he's like, Oh, that's amazing, you can swim, blah blah blah. And he's on his paddleboard, he he paddles off with his missus, and then he paddles back and he's like, Mate, I've got a thousand questions for you. And if we start talking, it's great. His name's Gav, he owns a gym, um in Rye Bay in the UK. It's really lovely. Anyway, um a really cool lovely. guy. And um yeah, he says, um, he just asked me loads of questions about like, you know, oh, it's amazing how you can swim. Like, how did you learn to swim, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he sees me. Think I'll swim, mate. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, oh, let me know if you want to get out. And uh, I was like, yeah, sweet. So he paddles off and then he paddles back and he's like, do you want to get out? I was like, oh, maybe in a bit. Yeah. And, you know, we chat for a bit. Then he paddles off for ages. I'm left like treading water for about an hour. <laughs> waiting for him to come back. Uh, And he comes back and he's like, do you want to come back? Do you want to get out? I was like, yeah, that'd be sweet. Thank you. Anyway, he piggybacks me out. uh, Then, yeah, fast forward. He sees me on my wheelchair bike. uh, And obviously this guy's, now like he's pretty amazed he's just like oh my god he's on a bike that attaches to his wheelchair how amazing uh, and I'm just waving to him on like fr- from the side of the lake uh, and he's he's on his paddleboard <laughs> going oh my god um so anyway uh g- I get up to the car we we, un- we, up- we pack in the car you know uh we get we get everything in the car and then I see him like uh on the steps with his paddleboard and he's like Fred and I was like all right Gab. he's like mate he goes that bike's amazing isn't it I was like yeah it is and I was like, I bet I know what your next question is because I'm sat in the driver's seat of my car. He's like, I was like, you want to know how I drive, don't you? He's like, Yeah, of course I do. Let me let sh- me let me see your hand controls, and, and it was really fun. I was I I was he was a very endearing character. I really liked him. So I'd come from this beautiful experience. This was back to the this was back to the anecdote I, I left and I, and I and I'm back and I'm like sweet you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play this fun puzzle game I've been really looking forward to I've just had a fun uh, yeah. time at the lake and um, and then yeah so they're like oh well we should eat first and I'm like oh god all right well let's make some food then and I and I'm like what should we eat? I was like oh let's <laughs> like a pie and instead of being like There's no rush to play this game. Let's just make a pie. I, like, smash together this pie almost angrily. (laughs) And, and again, again, I've I've lost... You know when you're, like, not being very mindful and not being very present? You don't realise that you're not being very mindful or not being very present. You're just lost at that point. You're just like, okay, cool. And then the food comes out and... um, you know, I've made the pie, and I'm like, okay, okay, guys, uh, we're gonna eat, we're gonna eat the pie, yeah? and then we're gonna play the game. Yeah, we're gonna play the game, and everyone's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, there's no rush. Like, let's ha- let's have the pie, and I'm like, okay, cool, just like portioning the pie. I'm like, okay, cool, let's eat, and they're, <laughs> they're just like taking their time. So to put it in context, right? I came out of the lake, and my legs were wet, so I changed. I. I changed my trousers during the during the pie eating and I still managed to finish before Chris and Marianne. So I wolfed down this pie, the opposite of mindful eating. I was just like trying to get to the end of this pie eating so we can Yeah. Like so I just inhaled this pie so I could start playing this game. And then yeah, I think like it was just it was just an observation that again, it only came to me in in hindsight that I was not enjoying the game. I was like, "Come on, guys, let's get you know solve this puzzle really quickly so we could get to the end of." Th- and this game I've been looking forward to playing for so long, and then all of a sudden when I was playing it, I just wanted to get to the end of it, and I was like, "Ah, mm. oh, like why? Like why didn't I just marinate in the game? Like that's that was that's the whole point of it, you know? Like is to play it with mm. people and enjoy it, and it was just a very." And so the other thing I'm grateful for is is edibles because the next day it only came to me the next day after an edible, and I was just like, oh, oh shit, was was I a dick yesterday? Oh no, oh not again! I've been a bit of a dick, haven't I? Like, and um, and I, I feel like I owed Chris and Marianne an apology. So the other thing that happened was, um, so we, <laughs> this is this is quite funny. Little, uh, sorry. Yeah, carry on. It's a little crescendo to the story. Once we'd done all the puzzles and you enter them online in the online vault, I was just like, Okay guys, are you ready? And it went, page not found. And I was like, God's sake, page not found. Oh for gods, there's no fucking point in doing (laughs) it at all. This was rubbish. I'll be I'll be emailing them in the morning. This is shit.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. No. Oh my god, you are a dick. So we didn't even, we, so we
0: didn't even get to like, we solved all the puzzles and we didn't even get to see what was in the online vault. So I was, I was livid oh. by the end of the night, livid.
1: What an alarm, what an alarming reaction. That's <laughs> so
0: funny. I'm surprised
1: that you don't have like Pavlov conditioning from edibles and be like, oh, you know, I don't really want to have an edible because w- w- what usually happens when I have an edible is I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I know. Well, they are tasty and it is fun, but I can pretty much tell you I'm going to be a
0: dick. <laughs> well, that's the thing, but I would much rather be I'd much rather be aware that I'm a dick and then have the no, space no. to apologise and be like, oh, you know what, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you know, say it on the podcast, have a funny anecdote, and then people can relate yeah, to yeah, it and yeah, be yeah. like, oh, maybe I was a dick the other day, you know, and like, you know, yeah. if you're just ploughing through life, just being a dickhead unaware and then just, you know, repeating the same mistakes without having that introspection whether it comes from edibles or whatever, um, you know you, you'd, you'd want to know you're a dick surely, you know, like it's oh, it's, it's unpleasant but like, I'd rather like make amends and be like, oh well you know I'm sorry for being a dick oh, no, no. Um, than just being like, yeah, hey Fred's a bit of a dick isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: do you want one of these cookies? Yeah. What's in them? You're a dick.
0: <laughs> I know. It was so funny because I was like, I had the, I had a gummy and I, as it was kicking in, I was like, Oh, I haven't journaled in a while. So I like uh, I picked up my journal and I started writing and and it just it just comes out. I'm just like, Oh no! Oh my god! Oh god! Not again! <laughs> oh, it's happened again. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Never mind. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my funny story.
1: <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Grand. Well, it's always lovely to hear when you're a dicks and uh, and luckily we, we do this podcast like bi-monthly so there's uh, there's almost enough uh there's almost enough opportunity for you to tell everyone how much of a dick you are.
0: Well, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that like you can
1: If you like, we can do it every week if we need more <laughs> if we need more time.
0: <laughs> but like what I'm saying is, like, it, it's it's good to acknowledge that, like, even though you can you can take precautions and be like, oh, I know one of my triggers, which is people in the disabled changer rooms, I'm going to try and, you know, again, like that conditioning, I'm, I, I'm conditioned to get pissed off when that happens, so I'm going to make a conscious effort to not get pissed off, and then all of a sudden, mm. you do something that you've been looking forward to for ages and then it creeps up on you, and you're like, "Ah, oh, god damn it! I thought it was just like things that annoyed me, but it turns out I'm a dick when I'm doing things that I really like."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous! So anyway, ridiculous. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Well, well, let's have uh, let's have this uh, let's have this infamous joke then.
0: Right, yeah. Wait, um, right, okay, this is a good one. Um, where do ducks stop, go? to buy their shoes what where do ducks buy their shoes (laughs) (laughs) where on the web (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: you do joker (laughs) i know that joke Oh really? Ros told you that joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she told, she's already told me that joke,
0: mate. <laughs> she she messaged me after the last podcast, and she was like, "I've got a real, I've got a favour to ask you. Can you tell this joke at the end of the podcast and see how Benji reacts?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! We were we just uh, we were just making up jokes the other day, me and Ros, and she she made up that one. I thought it was really good. She told uh, me that she, with she this. She
0: told me that you thought it was shit.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't think it was shit.
0: She was like, "Oh no, he thought it was rubbish. He came up with a better one." I mean, my one is better. Go on, then. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's
1: not bad, but I do like it. I didn't think I said that was shit, but you know maybe I maybe I was a dick. I bet I bet I don't need to eat any wheat gummies. I just better I'll i ring her. I'll just ring her. Skip skip the cookies, mate. No, not know I'm pretty sure I'm a dick. I can almost guarantee it.
0: So, what was your better? Um, one?
1: It wasn't better. Uh, I oh, I can't remember. Uh, let me get it right before I do something stupid. Like start with the punchline. Um, what do you call a duck that's also a secret agent? Uh, I don't know. James Pond.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I've got another, I've got another duck joke, but first, before we go on to the, this is a terrible way to end the podcast. These are awful jokes. But anyway, um, I, I told Marianne. I that was great. <laughs> James Pond. Uh, I told Matt. James Ma- Pond's a great joke. I told Marianne this joke. I was like, oh, where do ducks buy their shoes? And she was like, oh God, Fredo, you've told me this joke, this joke before. I was like, have I? I don't think so. And she was just like, I don't know, (laughs) Dr. Martins. And I was like, that's really good. Did you just come up with that? She was like, yeah. I was like, that's way better than the punchline I was going to give you. Like, and she's French and she just picked it up like Dr. Martins. And I was like, well done. I was like, Bravo! That was, that was really good, off the cuff. That's you it. You should have
1: been like, "Yeah, yeah, that was the
0: punchline. Yeah, that's you, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it." Um, anyway, I do actually have a pretty decent uh, duck joke. Um, how do you turn a duck? Oh, sorry. We'll get all of our <laughs> quack ducks, uh, duck jokes out
1: the way, and you can you can swan in with your delicious bird joke. <laughs> couple of puns in there if you're interested, guys. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> All right, this is this is it. This is the ender. This is the ender, okay? Ah, um, oh, whatever. How do you turn a duck... <laughs> into... <sighs> how do you turn a duck into an old soul singer? <clears throat> I don't know. You put it in the microwave until it's Bill Withers. that is good (laughs) 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 Uh, and on that note we will see you guys in a couple of weeks thank you for listening Mm, take it easy zip it up and zip it out hello friends I really hope you enjoyed listening to that podcast I wanted to bring your attention to the video that sparks off this whole impromptu trip down memory lane. It's on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Freddo the Wheelchair Guy. And if you don't already follow it, that's absolutely fine. But this particular video I'm quite proud of. And like I say, it's a great reference point for the conversation that we had. And it's something that I put a lot of effort into. It's quite visually stimulating as I put like a a lot of B-roll over the top of all the things that I've gone through over the years uh, and and the present day and all the little wheelchair struggles. So if you want to go support me and check it out on my YouTube channel, there'll be a link in the show notes. And other than that, if you think this podcast was valuable and someone else would like to listen to it, then please feel free to share it. As always, word of mouth is a great way to spread the spread the message of the podcast. And other than that, Have a great day. May the next podcast you listen to give you a giggle. Peace.